0: Hello there, and welcome to another episode of Yinsnat. I am your co-host, Ace King Andy, with your host, the most supreme Tony, the breaker of trees, the hater of comics, sands, and memes, and the maestro of wood. Tony.
1: Good afternoon, everyone.
0: Good afternoon. I'll tell you one thing. The last couple days, weather-wise, have been fucking gorgeous. Yesterday morning, after I finally woke up, I was str- really struggling getting out of bed yesterday because I played a glow round at Moraine and didn't get home until 2: 15 in the morning, and by the time I showered, and of course, me, who 99.9 percent of the time wears pants when I go play disc golf, I, and I wore pants to play moraine at night, found a fucking tick on me behind my knee, like on the back of my knee. So it's like, out of all the spots, which is it's it's highly covered. How the fuck do you get there when I'm wearing pants and I have long socks on and my shirt goes past like, you know, past my, my waist. So how are they getting in the back of my knee?
1: That's a dedicated tick.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's dedicated to the craft of fucking up people's lives. Oh, sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't remember what I was talking about before that, but yeah. (laughs) Beautiful weather. Oh yeah. So I went out on the porch and just sat there. I have a egg chair on my porch. So just nice, comfy chair, just sat in it, have a bunch of pillows, Mal jumps up, lays next to me and we just laid there. It was beautiful, like 70 degrees, 60 something, like low seventies and nice breeze. It had that vacation feel. And it's funny because like I have vac- vacation fast approaching and I'm so excited and I can't wait because I need a vacation so fucking bad. <laughs> like I need to get away and just not be doing what I'm doing. So the Lousing weather is around awesome. in a
1: pool. Don't forget your um, Yeti cups and the, a little shot lid that you forgot last year.
0: Yeah. You know, I need to get a better mug for that, but <sighs>
1: It doesn't matter. You're going to forget the lid anyway.
0: I know I will. Well, the thing is I have a lot of, that's the thing you overpack on vacation. And, you know, I know I only technically need like four shirts when it comes to like anything, because I I will have disc golf clothes that I will bring, but then I should, I shouldn't bring like 20 shirts, but here I am bringing 20 shirts because you never know. It's like that comfort. Like I, I need to have options. For everything, so it's like I need I need this shirt, even though I haven't worn it in like six months. But it needs to come with me. It needs to go on a trip with me. Do you ever have that problem when you pack?
1: No, no. <laughs> um, so when I would come up to Pittsburgh for work, I would actually lay out what I was going to wear for that day and put them all out on the guest bed. Usually it was like a six or seven day deal because you had the five work days and a weekend or maybe a couple of days over the weekend. Mm
0: -hmm. And I
1: knew that when I was coming up, at some point I would be able to either stop over at my parents' place or crash at your place and there would be a washer and dryer where if I ran out somehow, I would be able to at least throw stuff in the wash and nice clean clothes. So, and I don't care about doubling up on, shirts or like wearing the same outfit three day, like in a, over a three day period or something like that. So yeah, I would lay out what I was wearing on the guest bed, made sure that I had like shorts or jeans or whatever, uh shirt over shirt, what, like whatever I was going to wear, I'd lay them out so that I'd have at least 80% of the days covered and then, you know, be able to wash the other ones. But uh yeah, when I came up earlier this year, I came up at a deficit because I knew I wasn't at work. I was either going to be at your place or my parents' place. Mm-hmm. And again, washer and dryer set. So like what was it? I was there for seven or eight days or something like that. And I brought up like five changes of clothes and my disc golf stuff. So yeah. at some point I knew that I needed to use a washer and dryer, but yeah, it, it is. I have my favorite shirts. I wear them until there are holes in them. And then I find that I have other shirts that I've rarely worn and think, Oh, okay, great. Now it's your turn to be holy shirts.
0: Yeah. Holy shirts. (laughs) They're your holy shirts. Yep. Uh, (laughs) If you think about it, when it, when it comes down to laundry, I I do my laundry probably like twice a week. I would say, depending on how active I am disc golf or life. But it's funny because if I'm home I'm wearing the same shorts and one of like five shirts and I will wear them all week, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's just me, you know, and, and Mal don't give a shit what I'm wearing.
1: Yeah. I mean, if, if I'm doing housework, if I'm out in the yard or planting flowers or uh, in the garage or in the attic, like if I'm doing something where I'm sweating and it's Florida, you're going to sweat mm-hmm. a lot. At that point, I'll toss that stuff in the hamper to go in the wash on a regular basis, like midway through the day when it's like, I jumped in the pool and came out because I'm sweating so much, but I have a rotation of like five pairs of shorts that are bumming around the house shorts that are just straight up. Awesome. And uh, yeah, th- those are like three days. Cause it's me and Holly here. And it's not like I'm sweating through my pants. If I'm just sitting here playing video games or watching TV That's not exactly exerting a whole lot of effort. So super comfy (laughs) pants. They're they're like sweatpants for Florida. They they go in the wash probably once a week or so, because once I'm finished with one, I've got another one that fits right into the rotation. So I'm never like short of there's, there's never a, uh Oh, it's laundry day. So what is this thing that I haven't worn in eight years? It's like a sitcom uh, staple. That doesn't yeah. happen. I've got a nice rotation of shit. That's like uh, I'll get around to it eventually.
0: Well, I think for me, I wear the same like pair of shorts, which are I believe they're Adidas or uh, Under Armour, and they're the basketball shorts. Which you know I've been wearing those types of shorts since the nineties because they were comfortable and we used to play basketball when we were like really active. Now it's just and I have. Pairs of of these shorts that have seen, I would I would probably say there are some shorts that are there from the early earlier two thousands. Yeah, you know, you know. (laughs) Oh yeah, I'm right there with you. I might have a longer long relationships with some clothes, you know. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I hate clothes shopping. I absolutely hate it. I hate going into those stores. I hate dealing with. Do these things fit properly? Do they look good? I don't give a shit. Am I covered? Because nobody needs to see this uh, Michelin man body here. So cover cover this shit up effectively. And does it fit okay? Still, I hate going clothes shopping. So I'm the same way. There are shirts that are probably old enough to drink. Wow. Yeah. And case in point, when I was up there earlier this year, at some point, my dad was doing laundry. And in the bit that... So, once we left the basement, like nothing really gets touched down there at my parents' place, except for a small corner where they do like their regular uh, laundry or furnace stuff, like the utilitarian stuff, Mm -hmm. all of the basic area where we used to hang out, like we had the couches and coffee table and everything that's filled with shelves and shit right now. So nobody ever goes back there because it's a hoarder situation. Like mountains of shit will just fall on you. Um, Somewhere, in cleaning up the laundry area, my dad found a bunch of shirts from when I was in high school in the mid-90s and one of them is a Yarimer Yager shirt with the RoboPen and it looks like it is the day that it was bought off the shelf. Like, it's not faded, it's not threadbare, it's fucking perfect. And I was like, that's glorious and no way would I have imagined to find this and it was just like, it was just like sandwiched between a couple of old baskets. I guess we brought it down to do laundry and then forgot about it for fucking 20 years. So,
0: (laughs) okay. (laughs) So, so let me ask. So did you wear it and was it just unwashed in that basket for that long?
1: Yeah, it was probably, I didn't wear it. Um, He had washed it since he discovered it and he had washed it and was like showing me, Hey, here are these shirts that I found that are yours. Do you still want them? And I was like, hell yeah, I want them. But uh, I, I have not worn it since. But you know, it is it is washed. However, I think to your point, in that 20-year time, it was part of laundry. It had sat in a yeah. basket. Probably, fuck if I know, airtight, because who knows? Yeah, it was just forgotten in a basket someplace for 20 years. It was like a, It was like a time capsule. It was awesome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a possibility that shirt's worth something.
1: I know, especially in that condition. Like I said, it is near mint condition.
0: I mean, maybe you can get a couple hundred bucks for it. That'd be nice. Okay. We got a new uh, business venture happening here right now. (laughs) Tony's closet. Okay. And that, so we got some Tony's closet. We'll go through his closet and see if there's anything anyone likes. And if they do, you just go down and you get it. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That would be funny. (laughs) This has not been worn since 1998. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: have a photo of the last time it was worn and it's like an old Polaroid that's yes. all faded. Yeah.
0: It's vintage. <laughs> and the thing is, that's not so funny. Is It is. It's, it is.
1: <laughs> yeah. The flannels that I used to wear, I had those for the longest time until I made the move down here. So the flannels that probably I wore at the same time that I wore that shirt, the late nineties, early two thousands, my body shape didn't change all that much. And as the style decreed, the flannels were a little baggy at the time. So you fill out a little bit, the flannels still fit, but who's going to wear a flannel here in Florida. So I got rid of all of those. Those all went to Goodwill up until about four years ago. Yes, I did have flannels that were probably uh, decking the halls of Baldwin high school. That that's how much I hate clothes shopping. I will wear that stuff for decades.
0: I mean, when you, you think about it, you look like you just walked out of the nineties and that's the thing is you never walked out of the nineties. You're still there with all the clothes.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, fashion will come back around and when it is I'm ready.
0: Hey, it already has. Yeah. It already has. So, I mean, there's a lot of different types of nineties clothing that's back I mean, with 80s, too, I mean, Stranger Things has a lot to do with some of that, too. I, I When you were here, I should have had you go through. I, ha- OK, so I had a T-shirt problem for a long time. You know, when the, the T-shirt sites finally started, like shirt.woot.com and then T-Fury and Unity and all of these one a day shirts where people submit designs and you know they get printed for a day and if i mean the artist gets a cut of the money and all that shit and i always wanted to design one and then i never did because i'm lazy i probably have over a hundred plus shirts t-shirts from all the sites that i've gotten now granted i've gotten some as gifts i've gotten some in like i did loot crate and you would get boxes and there would be shirts in that so I would say there's a good chunk of them that are not worn, like never worn ones. So I know that some of them, like I just got fat and I couldn't fit in them anymore. So when I moved here and then I would say a year after, so probably like 2016, I went through my closet and went through all the shirts, tried stuff on, stuff I didn't like or didn't want anymore. I put it in a pile and I put it in my other closet, which sat there until probably two months ago <laughs> <laughs> when I finally pulled them out and like, fuck this. I can't close the closet because they they're, they're sticking out and they were all, they're all in a pile like, on top of each other. Just nice and neat. Just, it just was coming out of the closet. Ah, funny. So it was time to deal with them. So I did. And so now they're just in my bedroom <laughs> on the ottoman in the bedroom. So, but I have a plan. But I should have had you go through them. And if there's anything you wanted, you could update your your wardrobe, but not even have to go shopping.
1: That'd be perfect because then there's I, no pressure.
0: Yeah, no pressure. So you you making another trip up here?
1: <laughs> you can like likely if you can wait uh, about eight months, probably. <laughs>
0: oh, man. No, I can't. I can't wait that long.
1: So I will say I do have a few of those shirts from the risk giving mm-hmm. uh, gift gift. Cause I know you had some of those packed away and I know that I had picked a couple of those up cause they were loot crate shirts. Yeah. And I, I, I'm not suggesting you do this. I'm just putting it out on the table. Cause I'm certainly way too lazy to do it myself as evidenced by all of the boxes of junk that I have around here. I mean, the boxes of highly curated nostalgia bombs in my house, mm-hmm. I went looking to find out what one of those shirts were because like it had characters on a Mount Rushmore or something, and I didn't recognize the extra character that they had on it. I was like, what if I wear this outside? What am I espousing aside from just being a nerd and having a loot crate shirt? Like, is it a cartoon? I had no idea what this specific design was from. So I went and looked online. Do you know how much? those loot crate shirts are going for it, if they're like a highly touted or a rare thing, because specifically you said they are shirts that were done for like mm-hmm. one day and they're not available anymore. And if you're a fan of whatever that thing is, those shirts that you got as part of like a, a 15 or $20 loot crate packet, yeah. they're like 50 bucks now because mm-hmm. somebody will pay that. Of course, you got to go through the whole eBay ordeal and find somebody that'll pay that and you know, luck of the draw, but holy shit, those shirts are worth, like, well, fucking nerds collecting whatever. Yeah. They're going to find somebody that will pay out the nose for that kind of stuff. Just depends on how much you want to actually catalog all of that shit.
0: I don't, but <laughs> the plan is to go through them and list. The idea would be list like four or five a week and just let it go and then just add to it until. I'm done. I also have pants. I have pants from probably the nineties. Pants and that. I have pants and that from the nineties. Cause one of the brands, when it comes to, to jeans, the one brand that I've always liked was Levi. I never liked Wrangler or Lee or any of those other fucking Stupid-ass brands, because Le- Levi is what did it for me. Although, granted, in the 80s, early 90s, there was Z Cavarici, which every, every fucking person needed to have. At that time, what were they, like 90 or $100 you know, for a pair of jeans? And we're like, what the fuck? This is stupid. But we bought the shit. But the pair that I, I had were a pair that we got at Gabriel's, which is... they have great brands, but it's, it's all the like defects and all, you know, it's missing a zipper. (laughs) It's (laughs) where the Island of misfit toys go, you know, it's, it's Gabriel's. And honestly, I can't even go into that store because the lighting alone just bothers my eyes. And it it just, uh, it, it, that's horrible place to go in my opinion. So I I got my pair of Z Cavalry jeans there. I remember that. And looking back, they were fucking horrible. They they, design wise, everything, they were fucking stupid. But that was most.
1: Yeah. Most things that you buy for brand name recognition are like they're they're fucking clown shoes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So I prefer Levi's jeans over other jeans. And I got a bunch of Levi's jeans size 34, 36 that I will never see getting my fat ass in any of those ever again.
1: They're aspirational sizes.
0: Oh, yeah, I'll put them <laughs> up. I'll frame them on the wall and be like this is my hope this is my hopes and dreams. <laughs> but let's face it, I am never going to achieve that. Like, and unless I start doing cocaine or something, you know, I'm not getting skinny. My genetics do not say that like skinny is an option. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dad bod is in style. This is what you're getting. <laughs>
0: Yeah, (laughs) I'm going full dad bod, but, you know, so I got a bunch of different silver tab Levi's jeans and I I, I'm hoping I can sell them for, you know, like retail price because they're, they're they don't make silver tab anymore. And those were my favorite kind. Those were when jeans felt real. They were like thicker. And yeah, you sweat more, but who cares? You know, they were they were nice. The ones nowadays, they're like really thin and I don't mind the like spandex portion of it because I like the breathability and the the movement, but nothing beats those old style. They, they feel good.
1: That's right. When I wear jeans, I want to feel like they were hand cut by Levi Strauss himself, where I'm going to go panning for gold out in the old west and possibly try to be bitten by a rattlesnake. That yeah. level of thickness. I don't want any of this Nancy pantsy uh, spandex polyester stuff. None of that breathability. I want to feel like I'm wearing canvas.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I just uh, don't wear pants. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> shorts. You know, shorts. Yeah.
1: And then yeah, the uh, cargo cargo pants for disc golfing because mm-hmm. you can never have too many pockets when you're disc golfing.
0: I mean, you got a, you got a mini You know, you got your wallet, your keys, you know, hopefully you don't leave them on the course. Right. Who would
1: be so stupid as to, you know, put your keys into a pocket that has a hole in it and forget that they just drop through. And then you have to go and search the entire course in order to find them. Yeah. Especially when you're five hours from home.
0: Mm -hmm. You weren't five hours from home. It was like two.
1: It was like two. What was it? Uh, Pima tuning. Pima was, tuning,
0: um, it's like an hour and 45 minutes.
1: Yeah, that's like two hours away from home, which if you don't have your keys, and you're asking your parents to go and get your spare key to drive all the way up to Pima tuning on a mm-hmm. weekend where they were not planning on driving the two hours up to Pima tuning and then driving two hours back because your dumbass lost the keys on the golf course. Hypothetically speaking, of course, we don't know anybody. who uh,
0: Hypothetically. That. No, I, I don't know anyone particularly, but... I, I actually have one of those air tags on my keys so that doesn't happen because I'm on the course all the time and it's in, they're usually in my pocket. So I don't want to lose them. Like any of the important things, like items that I own, I have an air tag on basically so I can keep track of where they're at so I don't lose my keys or my disc golf bag <laughs> or my car.
1: Yeah, important shit.
0: But I do, I put one in my car just because. Okay, you park somewhere, you're in a you, when you're traveling and you go to a different city and you park somewhere. It's nice to be like, "Okay, where's my car?" Beep. "Okay, there it is." <laughs> no no one drove away with it, you know. Dude, where's your car? I don't Dude, where's my car?
1: Dude, where's your car? Dude, where's my car? <laughs> I fucking love that movie. That movie is so underrated. It's awesome.
0: I the only part that I laughed was like at the end of it when he when they're like drinking something it's like oh cool straw
1: (laughs) yeah every so everything about that movie was dumb to the point where it was absurd and i loved every minute of it
0: i can't even write (laughs) i put where's my can (laughs) (laughs) i mean how often do you like physically write anymore
1: uh every couple of days actually so it's okay. mostly video game related. Like it, it's mm. it's about video game stuff. I do have fountain pens where for a while I did write a fair amount with it. Cause I liked using the fountain pens. They're better than like gel pens or regular ballpoint pens, but um, they're messy and you have to have a specific type of paper. Otherwise they bleed all over the place or they don't absorb. Right. So you get the ink all over the place. It, it's annoying, but if you have the right tools, it's fun, but I do write a lot where either I'm writing shit down for D and D games since I'm either DMing or as a player taking notes, or there are a number of video games that I'm playing now where I have to write out calculations outside of the game in order to figure out how to set specific systems up. So uh, one of the games I'm playing now is called Stationers, and it is very heavily based in physics. So you are a, uh, space fair and you have constructed a base on a planet whether that's mars or venus or europa like a, a moon or something like that and temperature pressure all of that shit adheres to real life physics i've learned that i went to school for this shit and i have forgotten so much of that stuff that i'm having to look up basic equations now and i'm writing them out for uh christmas michelle got me a notebook and it is right here And it says, shit that annoys the most supreme Tony. Now, that's funny. It's even funnier when she specifically picked out the font to be Comic Sans. Of course. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, there's that extra special bit of uh, just needling on there that I I love. But, like, I'm a third of the way through there because I've got notes and shits that I needed for whatever that gaming session was. So it's all done in pencil. But yeah, I, I write a lot.
0: Okay, well, I didn't, I, I didn't realize that you wrote that much. I don't write much at all just because, I mean, I, I take notes for, for this and like topic points and stuff that I write down, but that's that's the only thing I write, basically. Because, I mean, you type everything else now. I mean, how often are you really writing on paper?
1: Yeah, it depends me? on what you need, need to do, yeah.
0: I mean, especially working from home. Um I like I have a notepad and just use it on my computer. It's it's yeah, and I don't know, like are kids still learning? <laughs> Writing? Uh,
1: it, the question you have to ask is, is our children learning? Um <laughs> no. I I would imagine cursive is probably not a thing anymore, because why would it be? Unless it is specifically like well, you're, you're here not to learn, you're here as glorified babysitting, which some of the schools honestly are. Uh, then it, they just have you eat the paint chips off the wall, whatever, but mm-hmm. it's unlikely. And I think all the the boomers joke about this, like write it in cursive because Gen X can't read it or Gen Y can't read it. and Fuck you. Um, <laughs> like, I'm sure that you're going to be able to read Old English or German Gothic so your grandparents, fucking boomers, are looking at you like you're illiterate dipshits. So eat that. Uh, your fucking cursive is a joke. But yeah, cursive, probably not. You're going to have to learn how to print out letters, sure. But mm-hmm. why, why write all that stuff when you have to type it anyway? Learn, learn the different keyboard layouts. Learn Dvorak. Learn QWERTY.
0: Okay, so a stupid question. Do say the French or S- Spanish, like, do they learn cursive? Is that like, is that just like an American thing?
1: No, um, cursive is a thing across all of the languages. I mean, I- I've seen Cyrillic cursive, which is really weird. It's a way, it's a shorthand way of writing. So every language has it in some form or another because it'll, their printing will look different than their handwriting just the way it is. Um, As far as cursive in school, I have no idea because I did not go to Spanish schools, but I would imagine that since technology doesn't wait on cultures and everybody has keyboards, just different types of keyboards. Yeah. Like they would be learning on German keyboards or Spanish keyboards because Mm -hmm. they need extra characters that Americans don't use.
0: And this is learning with Tony.
1: Yeah. How about that? Fun stuff.
0: Yeah. See, we make it educational as well as, you know, digging fart jokes.
1: <laughs> yes. Entertaining
0: and educational. So you've been, how how you catching up on all the TV? How's, how's the Disney Plus working out for you?
1: So I really enjoy Disney Plus. I have been catching up on things like uh, What If. I have not yet watched uh, Multiverse of Madness because I want to watch WandaVision first. I know mm-hmm. that specifically whatever happens in WandaVision leads into that. And up until uh Multiverse of Madness came out, honestly, I had no interest in watching WandaVision. I have the service, I may as well spend some time watch it, get some of the background and context for Multiverse of Madness to understand it a little bit better and then whatever. I have started watching uh Mandalorian season two. I didn't get very far mm-hmm. in it. Um I did watch two or three episodes into that uh the most recent one was the one with the ice spider cave so whichever one that okay. one was that's
0: that was where like two or three i think
1: yeah it's very very early in that season yeah that's where i stopped and um i i did have a little rant about that it's not specific to the star wars universe it's specific to stupid tropes with children Don't i i i get yeah. into that well, yeah, I was I was hesitating because I was trying to think of how to start it out with a disclaimer. I am very much not a paternal figure. I dislike children on a general basis. Oh, sure. Like, <laughs> the, yeah, the, the oh, it's different when it's your kids. Fuck off. I don't have kids. I'm not going to have kids. So I'm not going to know and refute that hypothesis.
0: You have uh, cats and I, cats are our kids. We, sh- we are parents to, to feline and and that's okay
1: right but they are independent in some fashion like i don't have to constantly look after them and make sure that they're not smearing shit on the walls or trying to Mm -hmm. drink bleach like (laughs) yeah cats will survive without my interference i just have to provide for them yes i have nieces and nephews and i love them the bits but at the end of the day i hand them back to their parents and now it's their parents problems it was just it was just this specific episode where the baby Yoda thing, which they should never have let it outside of the egg to begin with. That floating egg camouflaged so much of the puppeteering. When it is out in the world and it is walking, it looks no better than the fucking doozers did back in Fraggle Rock forty years ago. Like that, anim- that. Sorry, sorry, Dave Filoni, you should be embarrassed about how bad that looks as Baby Yoda is trudging through the snow. Regardless, put him back in the egg. The facial features, the arm movement, everything like that looks great, knowing that it is animatronics. But having it walk like a fucking South Park figure on a popsicle stick, bad. That little complaint aside, which I can get over, it's a stupid trope that it happens everywhere. happens in every genre, where knowledgeable character tells idiot child stay here. Don't do anything stupid. Don't eat the fucking eggs of the frog lady. I don't care how delicious they are. That's fucking gross. And precocious little child goes and does it anyway. And isn't that cute until it gets everybody in fucking mortal danger, which this episode did. So spoiler alert, our little baby Yoda thing decides to walk away from supervision. I get it. Kids do this all the time in the real world i don't want to see this on tv because i hate it in both instances goes and eats a spider egg uh which is fucking gross to begin with and then unleashes the entirety of the planet's spider species from Mm. teaspoon size to skyscraper size upon our heroes yeah all in defiance of stay in the fucking pod like if if mandalorian had one of those baby leashes like a fucking dog leash just put the backpack on the baby yoda strap it into the ship and now he hangs there like a fucking pinata none of these stories would happen which i understand is rough for the story to proceed or this bottle episode because that's what it was this was a fucking bottle episode Um, (laughs) it, it was painful for me to watch this specific one i'm not letting that
0: ruin it for you yeah
1: exactly yeah i know that this was a bottle episode i don't know why they decided to put it in here when it seemed like the first season was always moving the story along in some way this wasn't this this was a vehicle to get mando from point a to point b with nothing else happening in between and um Mm. it, it was a stupid trope that just annoyed me i know that there are better episodes to come so once once i let this annoyance simmer down <laughs> simmer down that nah. i'll move simmer on down. to the next one but that that's that's kind of where i am with mando it's episode two or three or something like that no.
0: okay to get back on the whole trope thing so i don't see too many shows i honestly this this would be a new a new a new thing you create a new show and the parents like okay stay here don't move blah blah blah. kid stays there doesn't move kid fucking dies. <laughs> Then I'm sorry, that's nothing to laugh about. Uh, (laughs) I'm just changing this up. So you have the kid die and then the parent has to live with that the rest of their life. Even, you know, they told them to stay there, you know, and that's what they did. They listened to their parents. Have you seen seen that episode? No, no one does that because that's depressing as shit.
1: Right. But they're in a hostile environment. Mm -hmm. So if, if the parents tell the kid in a hostile environment stay here while I go out and search the front yard for the boogeyman and the boogeyman sneaks in there well then that's part of the the movie story of you have an invader coming in it's not the child's fault it's the parent's fault and yes parent has to live with that trauma for the rest of the movie or until you get bored and change the channel yeah and that'll be a different type of story but this is like that scooby-doo style childish trope of knowledgeable parents tells precocious child in a hostile environment don't eat the razor blades and child is like i know what's best for me and then just takes a handful of them like their lays potato chips and just starts gobbling those razor blades and then has shredded insides and causes every issue because they didn't listen that's an extreme example i mean yeah. <laughs> like but that episode wouldn't have happened if baby yoda didn't go out and eat everything that he came across.
0: Yeah. But I mean, it goes in that with that, it's kind of like treating him more as an animal because cats, dogs, they just put everything in their mouths. Kids, you know, they put some things in their mouths, but they don't put everything. And it just, to me, it kind of just makes it feel like they're an animal, not necessarily like a person, Yeah, you know, a being
1: Yoda. The baby Yoda is, barely communicative to begin with. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have the uh, subtitles on because there are accents that I can barely understand, or I have the volume too low or whatever I'm reading just as much as I am watching. And baby Yoda does nothing aside from squeaks or chirps happily. Like there's no Mm -hmm. communication there. It is a cat. You may as well have cat meows as your subtitles, because that's all baby Yoda does. While, Mando is telling this thing, sit ubu sit. Good dog.
0: Yes. <laughs> okay, now getting back to Dave Filoni. I you have to give him a little break cuz he's fucking one from Pittsburgh, two huge Pens fans, three he's he's I mean, honestly, I am he's also doing what Pittsburgh. I would love. I'm also yeah.
1: from Pittsburgh. I am a huge Pens fan. I get no breaks so okay, Dave well, Filoni gets no breaks <laughs>
0: that's not cool man
1: <laughs> no, hometown discount come like, on he he has it's a criticism of disappointment is what it is I have seen Dave Filoni do incredible things with his production work mm-hmm. so his shots like whatever he does there his, his story writing shot selection, framing all of that stuff is really really good they have an animatronics department that Makes the facial expressions and some of the body movements of the many different alien bodies look pretty good, whether that's done via CGI, puppeteering, animatronics, the combination thereof. There are pieces where he has basic final say. Him and Favreau are like, This is, I like this. This is good. Yeah. It's the same thing with a Christian Bale Batman voice. At some point, somebody in charge said, This is acceptable. And now you have Batman. I'm there Batman. was of all of the shots of baby Yoda and the other alien creatures the giant ant that that was supposed to be a a uh, sentient being and baby Yoda walking through the snow and I mean walking like he was on a fucking popsicle stick in a third grade talent show mm. they approved that shit and they should not have because it looked terrible so that's a piece where the exception stands out more because everything else looks really good. Everything else in those shows is enough that the suspension of disbelief is is easy. But seeing those two things in such close proximity in one episode, it was like, did, did you guys just forget to do your job? Were you fucking drunk when you approved this stuff? Who edited this shit?
0: Hmm. So
1: it, it was just it was stark in its discrepancies. That's all. Okay, and it stood out as dude, you guys are better than this. Don't let this shit continue.
0: I just, wow. uh, hmm. Can we, can we just enjoy something (laughs) without criticizing it to that point? (laughs) No, no, no. we can't. We just can't. We, no, we just need to argue. Okay. So we're doing basically what this all like younger generations are doing and just bitching about everything
1: oh we fucking started that stuff we owned it and we're just passing it down
0: oh okay so good way to go (laughs) way to go last generation yeah okay so i i i know that the fans really want to know have you gone back to obi-wan at all no do you have any intention on finishing it no is obi when obi-wan done or dead to you
1: yes (laughs) both both the a series and the character because he died in a new hope
0: <laughs> yeah and you're you're brutal man you're it's, so brutal. i
1: told you i i give a series my three episode start mm-hmm. and if i have significant negative feelings by the end of the third episode i cease entirely and it becomes a persona non grata to me doesn't exist I watched the first three episodes of Obi-Wan, probably four. I might have given it an extra shot because I thought this can't be how bad it is. It's got to get better at some point, And it didn't. So at this point, I have watched more than enough Obi-Wan Kenobi. I do not care what happens in that story. I have the general gist because you spoiled it for me the last podcast. And I value my time much more than sitting through those additional hours of that show. I would rather watch disjointed clips of Ted Lasso on YouTube,
0: (laughs) which I have been doing. Dude, Apple TV is like $4.99. Just fucking bite the bullet for like two months and then cancel it until the next season comes out. That's $4.99 I can use for my avocado toast. You don't eat avocado toast.
1: But I could. I could with that $4.99.
0: I I mean... I mean, let's face it. You could barely get the toaster to work because you've had, what, one successful toast since you got that toaster?
1: I have left that toaster on that setting, and I have had spectacular bagels
0: since that day. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good to know. Did you mark it? Actually, like, mark it? Or did you just break it so it does not move anymore? Oh, no. It it can still move. Um,
1: But I just memorized what those... Uh, various levels were so that if I'm having my bagel in the morning, that's different than my toast for lunch. (laughs) (laughs) But I've managed to remember what those values are on the dial so that I don't have to yell about how poorly that was engineered.
0: Okay. So you learned how to live with it and now you're happy.
1: I wouldn't say happy. Um, I tolerate it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay, when you just said you had spectacular toast sense, and you're just tolerating this spectacular yeah,
1: yeah. toast? Like, I, I reluctantly enjoy the toast that it provides.
0: <laughs> Man, nothing satisfies <laughs> you. How, it's, it's amazing that, like, the fast and the furious is fucking satisfying to you. But everything else in this world is fucking, like, horrible. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is an accurate statement. And this is why we can't have nice things. Nope, not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. <laughs> okay. Are you enjoying anything else on Disney Plus other than than that? Do you have anything that you're really okay? I really, 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 really want you to watch Rogue One. Like, can you put that like on the top of your queue? Mm. Like, can the next like five things.
1: Oh, okay. Next, next top of the queue, probably not. But in next five things, sure, I can do that for you.
0: Dude, It's how can you not like it? It's Star Wars done right and everyone dies. You got to love it. I know you're going to bitch about one thing at the end, but that's okay because you, you bitch about everything because you just said you can't have you everything, you know, you, you tolerate spectacular toast. So, yes. I mean, yeah, <laughs> bare minimum. That
1: bar is low.
0: <laughs> The bar, the bar is low. So yeah, I really want to get your opinion on Rogue One because I mean, I can't. I love it. It's fantastic, and I think that you would enjoy it. But you will pick apart certain things because that's what you do. But you know, give it a shot. Are, are you caught up on the boys?
1: No, I know. I know what happens because again, I watch fucking disjointed three minute clips on YouTube instead of actually watching the stuff. I do have Amazon Prime, so there is no reason why I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. I. Honestly, I'm over a season behind. I stopped towards like the end of season one. And it wasn't anything like oh, this episode sucks. It was just something else. Shiny. Somebody dangled shiny keys in my face. And I was like, oh, shiny. And I went off and was distracted by something else and then never returned to it. So the entire second season passed without mm-hmm. me watching it. And now apparently the entire third season has passed because I think the finale was yeah. just a couple of days ago.
0: I didn't watch it yet. I'm I'm caught up to to the finale. I haven't watched the finale yet. Okay.
1: It's unfortunately the YouTube algorithm. If you have any interest in the boys at all, you can watch a clip from the first season with like translucent Mm -hmm. and the YouTube algorithm will be like, Oh, you want to see spoilers for season three, episode nine. Boom. Here it is with like what happens in the thumbnail. So I'm like, well, fuck. So tip, if you're interested in that shit at all, the YouTube algorithm is absolute garbage if you don't want to be spoiled. So if you don't care about being spoiled, like I don't care, it will show you exactly what happens in full graphic detail in the thumbnails. So you don't even get a chance to ignore it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I know what happens. I'm still interested in watching it from beginning to end. I do want to see more of just the 10 minutes total that I've seen of Jensen Ackles as soldier boy.
0: I like, I like them as, as soldier boy so far. the last episode I watched was there was like a big reveal at the end of it. And it was like, Oh, I didn't. Yeah. You know, you probably should have been like, Oh, I saw that coming, but I, I didn't because you know. Yeah. I mean, this
1: is, this is an Eric Kripke uh, production. So Mm. it's going to be good. I liked the first five seasons of supernatural while Kripke was the showrunner. And then that show immediately tanked off into pure utter garbage when other showrunners took care of it. And I know that um, Neil and Michelle have repeatedly tried to entice me back into watching the later episodes of Supernatural, and they will agree that there were some pretty bad seasons in there. The problem is, I don't care. Like, like I, I don't. Once I don't care how good the later seasons are because those middle seasons were so bad. I don't want to skip seasons six, seven, eight, nine, however many of those ones that were bad. Cause six was absolutely terrible. And I think if I'm remembering right, seven was just as bad. And then apparently they got better. I'm not the type of viewer to skip through seasons and maneuver into later seasons and miss a whole bunch of context and slide right back into it. So I've, but you're like, also
0: the type of person that will watch three episodes and completely dismiss something, even though there's only six episodes.
1: <laughs> but that, that goes exactly with this. Like, if the first three episodes are good, the first five seasons, and then the, the next couple of seasons are bad, I just drop it and it's dead to me. The mm-hmm. same way that a series would be the first three, three uh, episodes if there's nothing worth watching in those first three episodes, then I don't care how many seasons or episodes are in that series. It's dead to me. Yeah. So that's where supernatural went. I will happily rewatch any of the first five seasons and I will put the, I have the DVDs. I'll watch those on repeat. I don't have Blu-rays because they're old. I have them on DVD, but at the end of five, that's where supernatural ends.
0: I I watched the first half of the first season though. Of supernatural, I borrowed the DVDs. Yes, old DVDs, off of a friend at the time, and I never, I, I never got into it. Even even with it, it was on Netflix. I don't know if it's still on there. I I, I could watch it. I, I I mean, I put stuff on during you know work for the background. You know, I could I could listen to it. I, I don't. It's not even on my radar, and it's it's not like I don't like the actors either. Yeah, I, I like everybody who was on the show, but again, it just it wasn't enough for me to be like I want to watch this. And sorry, Supernatural.
1: Yeah, I'm sure they'll be fine. They'll, yeah. they'll be fine without either one of us.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. They're they're. It's not like they're losing any sleep over. Man, if we only had Tony and Andy right. support. You
1: know what? If we could get those guys at Yinz and Nat to really like us, we'd just have it made
0: yeah we would. yeah
1: no nobody in the wide universe is thinking that
0: no one not at all not <laughs> <even serious. laughs> all right <laughs> so uh okay, other than supernatural, like anything else you're watching other you know or looking forward to, I know Thor just came out this weekend,
1: yeah, I saw that that had um just shown up on the news feeds as having a pretty good weekend so far
0: i am going to see it at eight o'clock tonight nifty yeah so i will let you know how it is i mean i like crimson chris uh, i can't even speak today chris hemsworth and uh, i know that the guardians of the galaxy are in it for a short period of time and and natalie portman i mean i mean how how could you not like like that you know Mm-hmm. What Taki Taki, what, how do you fucking say his name?
1: Taika Waititi
0: Taiki Taika Taika. Yeah, I'll never fucking get that right. <laughs> I'm horrible at fucking names. I can't help it. So, uh, one thing I am watching that I can't stop watching like this, this shit on Discovery that I get through Hulu, there is the Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. And the show is fucking fantastic. I can't get enough. I, I, I want to know what the fuck's going on out there. And then there's another show that I just discovered is Blind Frog Ranch, which is apparently semi in the same vicinity of where Skinwalker Ranch is. And they're both on Discovery. This place, th- this ranch, the the owners of it are drilling because apparently there's caverns all throughout these these places and it's where the aztecs went and like hid their gold so they're going through all this shit and drilling and they found this box and there's all kinds of weird shit going on and they found this box in this cave and it had rocks in it and there was they they like cracked it open and there's things in the rocks there was like metal in the rocks and it was weird and it's there's so many like questions and NASA was close by at a certain point because there's, um, there's some gravity issues in that area. It just weird, strange shit happens out there. So, I mean, there's probably a spaceship somewhere underneath, you know, the Mesa and all that shit. I know you don't believe in any of that shit, but I know that, some things are, I don't know. You can't explain We have no explanation for it. And I would like to know. So I want them to get to the bottom of both of those things.
1: I, I certainly don't deny that those shows might be entertaining because mm-hmm. there was AMC or somebody had one about an island up in Canada. I forget what the name of the show was. It was two brothers who were stupid rich for some reason like, I don't know, they had a whole bunch of car dealerships or whatever their main business was. They bought the rights to this island that was supposedly holding the Holy Grail or something from the Knights Templar or whatever. And I loved the show. I didn't believe a fucking word of it, but it was entertaining. Yeah. At least the way they repeatedly went to the same places and they found nothing over and over again. There was like a little bit of schadenfreude in there where it was like, well, of course, you dipshits, you've excavated everything there. Your grandfather's grandfathers had excavated everything there and they found nothing. Mm-hmm. Do you think you're going to find something when there's nothing there? Like, there is, of course, the editing made it suspenseful. And, ooh, are they actually going to find something? No, they're not going to find something there. But the show was entertaining. And, um, more, uh, Lagina's were the brothers' names, uh, Marty Lagina, and I forget what the other guy's name was, but. Secrets of something island, whatever it was. I don't even know if it's still on or ongoing. It, it was up to like five or six seasons when I had stopped watching it um, because I stopped paying for cable. And who knows? I'm sure that they're still going. And 12 years later, uh they have still found Jack and shit.
0: Yeah. There, there was another show on Netflix, which I know you don't have, which is The Pirates Gold of Adak Island. So, Adak Island is in Alaska, and apparently some pirate hid a bunch of gold up on this island. And the government, the military was there for a while too, and they all left. But there's lots of unexploded bombs, you know, just like a cache of bombs and, and missiles and shit that they just left there and like dug and so. They put it in the ground and and they can't dig in certain spots because of this. But and they did move some some parts of the mountain to like flatten it for like housing back in in like the 40s or whatever for the military and everything. And there's supposed to be all these cans of gold, like like tin cans or whatever that they this pirate hid in these caches all over this island. And there's some markers and whatever and. They found uh, a can like back in the '40s or whatever, and then they found another can. but basically this town, this this island or whatever, there's 20 people left in the town. It's, it's very there's nothing there anymore, but the the mayor is trying to find the gold to you know bring the economy back, bring people back. So the show is about them trying to find this. This treasure and they Found two cans But they didn't they weren't full They were like crushed and they Ended up finding I think two coins Two coins that's it Yeah and it's just It's just crazy to think That there's stashes Of cans Full of gold coins Somewhere on this island and they Found two coins Yeah
1: I'm thinking I'm thinking Occam's razor Probably the simplest explanation for this is there never was a pirate. There never was any gold. And this mayor is trying to drum up interest in tourism for his shithole town in the middle of the Arctic Circle nowhere because he has 20 people left in the village.
0: Yeah, you could go that route (laughs) or you could go the route that there was treasure. And back back in the 50s, like there was two cans found. So there are two full cans that were found. So you have that. So that is something physical that you can have in your hand and be like, oh, we can't have it, but like they had it. So you can go and, and try to find this stuff. But digging is prohibited there because of the whole military having bombs just left there. So when they're metal detecting and looking for stuff on the island, the, the one part they found an unexploded bomb that they had to bring in uh, specialists and you know deactivate it. Yeah, they had to like blow it up and, and stuff. So they did all that, but they they haven't found like a lot of stuff. They found two coins, like I said. So I, season there is supposed to be a season two, which I'm kind of looking forward to that as well because that I just I get sucked into these things. The another show that I've. Been watching is destination unknown. And apparently there's 10 seasons of destination unknown, but there's like offshoots too, because there's like paranormal destination unknown, and like I don't know exactly what's paranormal, but like I saw like five other different like something unknown shows with this Josh guy. And they did find some things in some of the shows. Like he's like, Okay, we're going to find this downed plane from World War II and you know they're going he's diving they're doing shit you know and and they find stuff it's so it's it's cool some of the stuff that they're doing and i I just there's 10 seasons of that show and then there's other different offshoots shows that he does and it's just like i i remember seeing like the first two seasons so i just started (laughs) i'm going backwards and then just doing i did like season 10 now i'm on like eight you know because i've just been going through them all i can't like I'm so interested. It's weird. Cause like, it's not like I ever really want to learn anything. <laughs> <laughs> you, know? <Okay. laughs> you, know? you know, it's like no one wants, no one sits there and like, okay, I'm going to watch something to just learn it, you know? But it's like, I, it's, I don't, I don't get knowledge out of books because I just I, reading puts me to sleep within 10 minutes, me sitting down reading a book, I will be, I will be fucking sleeping. Just, I can't fucking do it. It's not that I don't want to. I I just can't. And I don't want to sit there and read 10 pages and then fall asleep. And and no, I, I just can't do it. So like watching some shows like this, it makes me learn about things that I didn't necessarily know about. So that's, so yeah. So watching these shows, it's it's funny because like, I don't want to learn shit. <laughs> you know, I just want to be entertained, but there I am. It's just like, oh man, now I know about all this stuff that, uh, you know, I have, that's why I have useless knowledge. I, I mean, maybe I would survive in the wilderness if I was put there because of watching some of these shows, or maybe I would last like three hours and die.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't even starve to death. You would find something that would end up killing you. Like, yeah, yeah it is three hours into a hike and then up oh, Andy's dead.
0: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> How did you die? I have no
1: <laughs> idea. I died of dysentery on a three hour trip.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've been watching stuff like that. One of the other things I did this week is I was bougieing my my porch up some. So making it I, bougie. I was making it bougie. I you know I went a little bit more atmosphere to it because it's nice. I look the porch is one of my happy places. So being up there, like sitting on a chair, watching TV, watching hockey, you know, listening to music, whatever it, it's, it's, it's awesome. So I added some of that boxwood greenery on um the wall uh, against where the couch is. And I'll post a picture of it. I, I will actually log into Instagram and post on our account. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I, I, I did that and, and it turned out really well. I was really happy how it's looking. It adds like a new dimension to it. So I want to add a little bit more ambiance to it. It's not completed yet. It's 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 up and it's done for that part. But I wanted to add a little bit more touches to it. And I need to cut a couple pieces off to just, you know, around the window. Because I, I it, it wasn't a perfect square there. So... But yeah, it turned out really well and I'm excited about it. I want to do a little bit more to it and I want to have a nice relaxing time on my porch listening to music and just enjoying the 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 atmosphere. So thinking about maybe getting a sign for the porch for the name of the porch. So I thought maybe we can turn to our listeners, aka <laughs> Michelle, Neil deer (laughs) and uh see if anyone can come up with some names that you think would be a good name for my porch do you have any ideas tony
1: the yinzer grotto
0: the yinzer grotto hmm that's not bad (laughs) i was thinking along the lines of because it kind of feels like an aviary with like the screens and seeing the trees and the birds are all around and it's really, it really is Mal's spot. So I was thinking of incorporating like, you know, Mal's place or something or, you know, something like that. But another thing that I thought was funny was calling it the Pussy Shack <laughs> because it's Mal's little place. But I was like, that doesn't, that that sounds a little bit harsh. So maybe I should call it something like, like that. But let, let's, let's. Make it a little upscale. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do something here real quick. So are you you thinking like
1: a plaque? Just just naming it, or having like a plaque or a flag or something to identify what it might be.
0: So I was thinking of get okay. Looking on Amazon, you could get a neon sign made. So I was thinking it would be cool to get a neon sign made. I mean. Looking at the one that I was looking at, it seems semi-inexpensive. So I I don't know. I'm, I'm just thinking if I do like the idea of adding a sign to it, what would we call it? And so that's why I was like, let's turn to our listeners. But I wanted to add a little bit of sophistication to it as well. So I'm like, okay, so let's do this. I was like, why don't we translate it to French? So I translated the Pussy Shack to French, and this is what it is.
1: La Cabanachat. La okay.
0: Cabana <laughs> Doesn't it, doesn't it sound like La Cabana shot.
1: It's it sounds like it could be a trendy upscale wine bar.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's like La Gabanachette. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know, it it's La kaban Achat is what it is. So the Pussy Shack is La kaban Achat. I don't know. I liked that one. I thought it was funny. I did hear Hootie, the Hootie McAlface or what do, we, what do we what do we call him again?
1: We'll go with Hootie McAlface because that's <laughs> Hootie, funny enough. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I don't remember. I apologize, but um, yeah, so I, I heard him the last couple of nights, so that was kind of cool. Neat. How's your uh your owls doing?
1: Really, really well. Over the last couple of nights, the rains have subsided around, I don't know, 6.30ish or so. So if you go out uh, just about 7 to 7.30 before dusk really, really sets in, they're out there on their perches, and they'll hiss at you and chirp at you, and Entertaining. Um, I did for my birthday get a bird feeder that you can't really see. It's back on the window, like right here. Um, I'm pointing, mm. and nobody can see this except for our prime supporters. Um, our prime supporters yes. can see the video here. There's a bird feeder, like a plastic bird feeder that is suction cupped onto the window out there. And as you can see, I have my desk right there, which is a very nice platform for the cats to sit on. There are blue jays and crows that visit that thing every morning. And when they hit, they make a little bit of a noise because the wings hit the plastic and it's like a thump and stuff. The cats go fucking nuts. And uh, it's hysterical because they will jump up and they will pounce at the window and the birds know they can't be reached. So they'll look at them and make fun of the cats as they eat right in front of them.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah. That's why I got it. I want, I wanted to give the cats something to go nuts with and they absolutely do i mean they're frustrated as all hell because they can't actually get the birds but it's entertaining for me
0: it's it's funny that the cats just love that so much because i know Mao loves going out on the porch and he'll just sit there and he's always he's i i've been letting him on the ledge getting close to the screen he, there was only one time he kind of just put his his paw up on it and i'm like oh you fucker i'm gonna know n- because i don't want you fucking ruining the work i did but he just sits there and just like he's he's so interested in all that and since i've i he's been using the pet door regularly now wow i just i just in the morning i wake up come down open the door and he'll go out for a little bit and then he'll come back in he'll run downstairs and he'll be like Meow, and say hi and like hi and then he'll go sleep in his box for some of the time or sit next to me and whatever. But he he just loves it out there. That's why that's another reason why I said that, like having something Mao related So good stuff.
1: Oh, oh, OK. This one, this one's going to be a little cerebral. OK. Um Mao's Little Red Nook.
0: OK. No, what's the reasoning behind that one?
1: Uh, because Mao Zedong had a little red book Of communism in communist China So instead of little red book It's little red nook I'm so fucking clever <laughs> There you learn something
0: that We're learning with Tony <laughs> Okay well So we have uh, two, Two or three names Possible If anyone has any ideas They can either Text Tony or Andy, <laughs> let's face it. Uh, text us both or uh, send a message or, or post it on one of our pictures on Instagram or Facebook. And, and me- So
1: uh, Anchor now has polls you can Ooh. put up with your podcasts. Ooh. So if we remember at some point in the future, after I get this out there, the next episode afterwards, we can put up a poll to mm-hmm. see what all of our listeners, at least on uh, Anchor think i don't know if that poll is set on say like spotify or apple or whatever but it's on anchor and i can put that there for all 20 of our
0: listeners to check out that sounds great
1: and they will decide what that porch is named
0: yeah and it if it's a really you know decent one i will definitely get that sign made and if it's something shit like you know Por- Porchy McPorchface face. <laughs> Porchy McPorch face. You guys can suck a big fatty because, <laughs> like, you know, it's not happening. But I know Michelle will end up making a mock sign. It's like Porty McPorchface face or whatever and put it up on there when I'm gone. She's watching Mal because, like, that's what she does. Just disturb all my shit, motherfucker. Okay. Yeah. And the last thing that I wanted to just talk about, I just wanted to say what a fine ass fucking Stanley Cup playoffs.
1: Yeah, that was entertaining, wholesome, and a wonderful ending.
0: That is a happy ending. Yeah. That that is the equivalent of going to a Chinese massage parlor.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And, And I loved just how fucked up the cup got. Publicly. Like We know that the cup has seen some bad days. It was at the bottom of Mario Lemieux's pool um, it has been dented, it has been busted up. But they didn't even get it off the ice. And Nick, Nick Abel uh, was it, Abel Kubel was skating over for the team picture with it, mm-hmm. toe picked right in front, and landed on the cup, denting the bottom yes. of the cup. You can't—they they twisted it around, so you can't see it in that championship picture. But you know because oh, everybody fucking caught it on tv and they have it on yes. youtube he bent the shit out of that and then mm-hmm. they took pictures of it i forget who had it at the point at this point it might have been cogliano or somebody but the the actual cup itself the oldest piece of it is no longer round <laughs> it's flattened on one side because they dropped it on fucking yeah. concrete yeah this this uh has been publicly just fucking demolished, so those silversmiths up in Montreal or Toronto, they've got their work cut out for them before it goes back on display.
0: Yeah, I was so relieved when when Tampa lost. That was pain for me watching watching them almost win again just it was painful. So having Colorado go there, having McKinnon be in uh, that room that ended with eighty seven. I like how, you know, he does work out with uh, he's from the same place as Crosby and they work out together. So I, I like how they have like a relationship, you know, and a friendship. And they, you know, do that shit. And 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 just like the comments that they made, you know, well, you know, I was the drunkest person at Sydney's party So he better be the drunkest person at my parties. It's like I want to see that. I want to see Crosby drunk off of his ass at McKinnon's like, party, you know,
1: they've got that video.
0: Oh, do they? I didn't yeah. see it. Yeah, he was there. Oh,
1: it's not going to be Crosby wearing a necktie on his head like Rambo and <laughs> slurring his words. This one was just—they had him at one of the bar parties for the Avalanche, and he was had like a bottle off to the side, and he was laughing his ass off at something. But yeah, he was there. They've got like the almost kind of behind the scenes of yeah, he's there celebrating with the with the guys.
0: Well, I was happy with how it ended. I was happy with how the playoffs were minus the pens because they're the big disappointment, you know, <laughs> but overall I'm, I'm it, it was, it was some really good hockey out there. Well, that's all I have for this, this week. Uh, I'm getting ready to go on vacation, a much needed vacation. So it'll be a lot of beach time, a lot of drinking time, a lot of sun, a lot of fun. So,
1: well, don't forget your uh Yeti alcohol cup thingy and I will. uh try not to be eaten by any sharks while you're out there.
0: Well, fucking now I'm not getting in the fucking water.
1: <laughs> well, that's a good way to not be eaten by sharks.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I don't run into too many land sharks.
1: Yeah, they're pretty rare now.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, this has been a pleasure as always. Thank you for listening and Peace out.